Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. And, and uh, yes, today we are joined by a very special guest. Yes, today, welcome Melanie Sykes. Hello. Mum of two yes. and broadcaster. I'm sure everyone uh, knows Mel. Um, Been in the public eye for the best part of... Oh, it's 20 odd 20 years, years now. Yeah, it yeah. is really. Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing really to have a bit of longevity in this mad business. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. And you've done... You've done so many different things over the course. We were just talking before we hit record here about all the different things you've done over the course yeah, of about 20 years. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm going through a phase at the moment, but it's very much about my voice. Yeah. And I'm doing lots of voiceover and radio. I'm also the voice of Blind Date. Okay. So yeah. it used to be Graham and yeah. now it's me. Right. So it's I'm going into that zone, which is which is great. You yeah. know what I mean? You just it's just morphed into that for now and then it'll something'll happen and some the right show will come up and mm-hmm. I'll do that. But yeah, it's been varied. And you've always been uh, this is the thing, because you've always been busy, you've always been doing lots of stuff. Yeah. But well, a, not a, constantly busy. I think you do have really busy periods mm-hmm. and then it drops off a bit. You going to because um, trends come in and people yeah. trend mm. and then they go out and but I'm, I'm sort of always there and there we, we had um we had Tim Lovejoy on a few months ago talking about um, his career, and I guess it's sort of s- similar in the sense that he, he's got—he calls himself got, got an arty farty media career, which allows him to have a fairly flexible family life yes. as well. Yes, has the for you? You've got. Your two sons are both teenagers, is yeah, that right? Yeah, uh, my eldest is 15, my youngest is 13. Okay, so they've been with you on that career? They've been with me on that career, but my busiest, busiest time ever was when they were being born and very Why young, so it wasn't the <laughs> nicest to, time Just to for make me. it you know, even more difficult and stressful. Oh, no, it, yeah. it was just horrendous, yeah. really. Because all of a sudden, because I had children, I become this family person, which mm. means you get family-oriented TV. Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah, at yeah, my busiest. Oh, I see. I so, never thought well, about that. It is, well, yeah. I got Des and Mel um, when I'd just had my first son. Yeah. Mm. And all of a sudden, you're very much a daytime person because you're a mummy. And yeah, so then, yeah. and then I was getting mm. um, primetime TV work as well. So I was, I had two primetime Saturday night shows. And my kids were tiny. How did yeah. you do it? How did you I manage don't, it? I, I don't know. And I think about it now and I look at pictures of myself back then. I was extremely thin. I was strung out. I mean, I had a panic attack at work once because I was missing. Well, I only had one child at the time, but I was missing my son so much mm. that I couldn't actually handle yeah. being at work. And I had to ring my husband and say, bring, bring Roman immediately because I I'm not going to be able to survive the day wow. if I don't see him. So it was not the easiest time of my life, but it was actually the busiest time. That's interesting that from a sort of TV producer's perspective, your your kind of profile almost changes. So it's like, oh, Melanie Sykes has now got a child, therefore we can offer her these oh, shows. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how it, yeah. how it is. And it's nonsense because you're the same person. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You're just a bit more... You're just working on less sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, we do, but we do that, don't we, when somebody comes to us and says would you like an interview or would you like someone to come as a guest for the show and we say have they got kids 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's a no-brainer for a show like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, true. Like, it's definitely <laughs> yeah, a deal-breaker. It is yeah. true, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I suppose before that, I was seen very much as entertainment, uh, which, I, I mean, I'm generally, I'm in the entertainment business, mm. I, you know, but I was always the showbiz reporter and the girl about town, and, and then all of a sudden I was a bit more... So were you... So you were in bre- early morning and daytime TV, weren't you? Yeah. So were you... How were you dealing with, you know, the morning rush, if you like, and the evening bedtime routine because that's conversations that Rich and I have a lot about mm. you know I, I tend to do bedtimes at the moment I do nursery pickups because I get to work a bit earlier yeah. but I don't do the sit with a bowl of porridge as that flies around the yeah. kitchen for 45 period. minutes yeah for 45 <laughs> minutes in the morning which I'm quite quite pleased about but how do you, what did you do do you do you um, oh gosh well I mean I would be there at breakfast and then I would shoot straight out and I would sometimes miss miss them at night yeah, they yeah, were already asleep mm. I can't tell you it was living hell honestly that, that must be really really and difficult. I I was living in central London and the studios were in Teddington at the time so it was a good hour and a bit yeah. drive down to the studio and I would sit at the end of my seat in the back of a car just waiting to get back yeah. I know mm. that, that didn't make it go any faster no, 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 no. but I was always in a state of real tense wanting to be somewhere else Yeah, it, it was hellish I bet you a lot of mm parents who are listening have versions of that experience yeah because i remember when we were expecting and some advice to my wife was you should get a nanny because if you're doing childcare, you're racing to get them to the nursery in the morning if, if you do nursery if you wait to get to the nursery in the morning and then you're racing to get into the office and you're potentially let, feeling like you're letting down work and then you're trying to leave work at the end of the day yeah. to make nursery pick up and if you don't if you get there slightly late you feel like you're letting people down there's I, guilt I, across the whole day isn't yeah. there yeah there's, there's guilt everywhere you look at it I mean I did have to have a nanny because yeah. I was full time and I was working on Saturdays yeah. as well so I was doing six days a week so I did need a nanny um but you know that it's a long time ago for yeah. me, and and as they morph in and they get an older, and it's just different challenges yeah. now. You know, mm. it's just. Do they still want to hang out with their mum? Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> they've reached. Oh, they should see Mel say Steve and I, our kids are still very, very young. So Steve Jackson's two and a two and a yeah. half now. Almost. Yeah, two and two months. Two, yeah. And uh, and my boys just turned one. Yeah. So obviously we're still at that stage where you know it's cuddles they need and, you. and they're, they're, oh. they're crying the moment you go out the door. <laughs> so at what point in your experience Experience <laughs> in your experience at what point, what age does it suddenly flip over? Do they not care like, yeah, all right, mum, leave it. Alone. It's actually only been, to be honest, it's actually only been in the last two or three years, okay. so it's not okay. been. We too got a bit bad. of time then. Yeah, yeah, and also you get onto a different level of connection. Like with my fifteen-year-old, he's really into movies and specifically eighties movies and eighties music. Okay. I mean, you know, and we connect on movies. And so he he said, please, can we watch Godfather 1 and 2? So we've done that a couple of weekends ago. Oh, um, nice. That's, see, that's a cool mum thing to do. Yeah. My mum had shown me Godfather when I was 15. I'd have been very happy. Well, I was. I, I showed him Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> and he loved it. And then in exchange, he told me there's a 10-part documentary about Vietnam. You've got to watch it. So I've just watched 20 hours of this it's Vietnam. It's a Netflix one, right? Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. And my 15-year-old introduced me to that. So we've got connections on really cool... Okay. Cool stuff. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Um, and yes, he doesn't want to hang out with me all the time, but he will watch a movie with me. Yeah. And we and he, he's very talkative at, at meal times. Yeah. 
So we always have sit down, mm-hmm. you know, meals. So face to face meals, not on a oh, lap in front of a TV. Never, never, never. We yeah. sit at the table. I'm really strong on that. Yeah. Dinner yeah. is always at the table. I think it's really important. We, it, I've already thought of that. My boy's obviously not anywhere near that stage, but I think my wife and I have already had that conversation. Hypothetically, when he's old enough, yeah. dinner time is dinner time. Yeah. And we can't have the telly on, and you've got to be around. I remember, you know, as a kid, dinner time was seven o'clock every day, and it didn't matter how old I got. If you lived in that house, in my mum's house, dinner yeah. was at seven because. Yeah. My dad would be in the door, yeah, and you sat around the table, and everyone same, about, same here, yeah, except absolutely. we were five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but we were up north, we have tea, not dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast, yeah. Like yeah. Sitcom bread. yeah, yeah. Show you have tea or supper, or I've never understood that. Yeah, it was me. tea for us. Talking so, yeah. about talking about meal times, obviously, yes. one of the things you've been, I, I suppose, become more famous for, would it be fair to say, in recent years, is kind of the health side of things, yeah, you really push it. On social, I've seen like on your Instagram and stuff, you're talking constantly about the, you know, sort of well, I'm, I fitness am, and I'm, health I'm, and all these I'm, things. I'm into health and fitness, definitely. I haven't always been, mm. um, and it's sort of been a 10 year process. I was going to say the, the the famous image of you supping a massive pint of bitter. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of changed over the years. Well, I mean, it? that was a role at yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. day, yeah. but that's <laughs> not yeah. to she say. She wasn't really doing that. Really. But, I, no, but I did drink pints at the time, <laughs> yeah. so it's fair, but it was a role. Yeah. But yes, but I don't drink at all now either. Okay. So I'm neither, com- is it? Uh, really, is it amazing? How long have you been? Two, two years. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, I'm a year next week, mm. and um, it's Makes a big difference. It's it? amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's amazing on so many levels. Mm. But yes, um, and and because I've become quite, not, I wouldn't say obsessed because it's not because it's just a way of being and it's a lifestyle. Is that I am very much concerned about what I eat and how I eat and when I eat, and therefore that transfers into bringing up your children as well. Mm. And we know mm. how difficult it is. Mm. But I found with my two. That well because I didn't let them have fizzy drinks when they were younger. They never ask for it now. Oh, okay. My kids don't mm, eat sweets, no. and they don't drink Even fizzy as drinks. Boys. I'm telling you, they're like unbelievable. But because I, water, if you say to kids when we go to a restaurant with my boys and you say what do you want to drink, they'll always say water. They'll never push it unless we're on holiday and the little one might say can I have a coke. Yeah. And I think oh sod it, we're on holiday, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. But very much so. But it I think habit forming early on yeah. is the way to go yeah. how early are we talking about this from the beginning like from, so my boy being he's 13 months old now obviously we, have, we he doesn't have chocolate or sweets or anything does he have like juice he has occasionally when he's been really upset we've given him a smoothie you know like one of the oh, yeah, fruit juice smoothies oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're good aren't they those um, natural because that seems to be an, a good halfway house but then it, I've always got my mum do know, you make being, it yourself Rich um, my wife might occasionally make them. <laughs> I'm I'm a bit less brilliant at that sort of thing. But like my, um, my his grandma, both his grandmas, constantly. Oh, can he have a bit of chocolate? No, he can't have chocolate. Oh, but all the other kids, all his cousins are getting to have ice cream. They're five years old. He's one. Like no, he can't have ice cream. You know. Yeah. No, I know it's yeah. difficult with um, grandparents things like that because they don't quite get it, do uh, they? And they want to give. Well, they like, want to spoil. They, they want to spoil. Them. Yeah, they want to spoil. Nice, but it's like, yeah. Oh, you can't have yeah, that well, stuff they, yet. they have an uh, Italian grandmother and got. I mean, she just it was ice cream, ice cream the whole time, and you have to let it go a little bit. But um, but in your house under your rules, mm. you have to stick to it. I mean, I was quite religi- religiously stuck to it, and it's worked out well. Mm. They, they have great teeth. Mm. They're not addicted mm. to sugar. I mm. mean, I'm not saying that, you know, my little one loves chocolate, etc., etc. but mainly they're not craving sugar. It's the right kind of sugar, though, isn't it? Because 
Jackson eats fruit. He loves yeah. fruit, tropical yeah, fruit. So ben, yeah. You know, apples, and they have got sugar in. Got fructose. They, you know, it's, but it's a naturally occurring sugar. It's yes. that refined white processed sugar. That's that's the stuff yeah. that we're trying to avoid, isn't it? The stuff where you can say, "Can a coke has got however many teaspoons of sugar in still?" Yeah, you know, those are the. I guess those are the kind of things that you want to sort of avoid. Yeah, um, but, but those are things to avoid. But to things to actually put in there, we've got to think about the the vitamins that children are taking and the minerals that are going into mm. them. And we all want to uh, yeah. to have vegetables and all the rest of it. But I mean, that's why I've got involved with Kellogg's because they're doing this better starts push. Yeah, and um, we are deficient in vitamin D in this country, mm. children adults it's across the board and they have fortified their cereals yeah. with vitamin D and mm. it's 50% of what your daily mm-hmm, intake should mm-hmm. be so it's a brilliant way of getting that in I hadn't even thought about no. it which is why I got involved because I was quite horrified because it is the sunshine vitamin as we know yeah. we don't get an awful lot of that well I should also point out at this stage and this is a bizarre little coincidence I, I am vitamin D deficient as I just and I only found this out really recently because I signed up for a new GP um, near near my my house and they do you know they do the sort of procedural blood tests yeah MOT. and I yeah the sort of MOT yeah and I didn't think anything of it I was like yeah yeah fine 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 got a text message as they do with the blood test results these days saying I'm vitamin D deficient what is that I need to go and see but well, I don't quite this is the thing I don't really know and that's the weird thing because you think. Apparently it's not just, and I've already been told, it's like you can't just have, um, you know, I can't just start taking those tablets. You can get supplement. the multivitamins or whatever. No. It doesn't work. Well, I need the it's... real injection of the stuff. Oh, right. Okay. Well, yeah. th- this is the thing, because the foods that w- we used to eat mm. in generations like my parents or their parents, like, I don't know about you, but we used to have liver. It's, liver's quite yeah. fit. Nobody eats liver anymore, do you? Liver and onions, isn't it? Liver, isn't liver and onions yeah. and mash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do in Italy, things... don't they? They yeah. like a bit of liver in Italy. I mean, but it came yeah. back a little bit in the 90s. Yeah. I remember you could always yeah. get some liver at a restaurant. Yeah, it's just yeah, not like there Colin anymore. Shows used to do like yeah, liver, didn't it's just, they? yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it, things like kippers okay. and spam—they're really old school foods which we don't eat now. Oh, I like so a it's, yeah, yeah, but you do buy them and cook them. I bet you do. I do. Smells the house out. I get like some funny looks when the missus comes downstairs saying, "What is that? What the hell are you cooking?" But Jackson's had kippers, and he's not bothered by those hair bones. He just, God, he just puts really? because he doesn't know. He's not be being conditioned yeah. that you shouldn't like bones. So my wife doesn't like fish with their heads with their heads on. Yeah, she doesn't like to know. I mean, it's maybe a bit of head. So she doesn't like to know it's a fish, but she don't want to be fish, reminded of it while she's having a good old. But Jackson meal. will go to the fishmongers and we'll buy a mackerel, and he'll see the whole mackerel, and then he'll stand on his stool next to me in the kitchen as I fillet the mackerel, oh, take it off. That's so really he knows good. That this is the. You know, the fish that he's eating was attached to an actual fish. Oh, no, that's really good. So I, I think it's important for kids to know what their food is. Absolutely. You like know, that. not just something that you peel the plastic off the top of and, I think, and you don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, and I think to go back to your point about setting habits early, but with Ben as well, I mean, he's only been on solid food for six months, but we've been chucking everything we can into him and he's not fussy, which is great. great. I love the fact he's not fussy. Yeah. He was eating anchovies the other day. Great. You know, not like the little ones you get on top of a pizza, like the big chunky anchovies. <laughs> yeah. He was just great. munching for him, loving him. Oh, that's really good. Fantastic. Oily like, fish. Yeah. Yeah. Oily fish. I mean, Omega. that is good yeah. for... Omega 3. Yeah, no, vitamin D. Oily fish, yeah. Maybe I should be. It's yeah. good brain food. It's good brain food as well, isn't it? Oily fish. I should Helps definitely be eating more oily fish. But, it, but it's also obviously it's vitamin D is like you know the sunshine vitamin, mm. and we say we do say there's no um, we don't get much sun, but actually mm. kids don't really go out very mm. much. I mean, I look at my two mm. now; mm. they rarely spend any time outside. Is it on like, the Xbox and all that? Well, to be honest, Roman's studying for his GCSEs at the moment, so he's just studying. Okay, fair enough. 
so you know and I'm not just he's not an angel believe me and when that's over we'll be back on his Xbox but the point is at the moment he's not going anywhere and the only outdoor he gets is going to and from school Okay. the other one uh, gets a school bus and I don't really know he's probably got playtime or whatever but they don't really go out so it's Mm. it's a problem yeah, that you can rectify quite easily. Yeah, yeah. with they a good breakfast, and a also I guess fr- through the winter, yes. there's no. We're all a bit miserable anyway, aren't we? Yes, because it's it's thank goodness spring has sprung. <laughs> you know, it changes the mood of certainly our household. Yes, and there's like some sun on people's faces, and you know people's freckles start. Well, also it becomes easier, doesn't it? With with little ones, it becomes so much easier in the summer because in the, kick him outside. The, it's like last week, you know, we, as we're recording this, I think it was last weekend we had that freak heat wave. Yeah. And um, don't say freak. It, <laughs> sorry, that really regular heat wave yeah, we're yeah, in this exactly. country. The start uh, of summer. <laughs> yeah, we, we had, um, and it was just so much easier because when it's raining and it's a Saturday afternoon and Ben's losing his marbles, as like thirteen-month-old kids often do, because he's trapped indoors and you can see he's desperate to get outside it's raining it's cold what are you going to do when it's sunny you just take him to the park or walk yeah, him down yeah, the street yeah, yeah. or yeah. whatever you know like it it's, it's becomes a lot easier I've to be got a to say though and it's because I'm further down the line you've got to keep that habit yeah. up because I am guilty of not keeping the habit up of getting them out getting and going places yeah. And now, if I'm honest, sometimes I get a bit lazy because if they don't want to go out, I'm not going to push them to go out because actually it's more effort for me as well. Well, it definitely, that's the thing, isn't it? And the, there's that terrible, well, it's not terrible, it's natural. We're human beings at the end of the day as well as parents and you're allowed yeah. to be tired and you're allowed to not want to do anything with your children at yeah. times. <laughs> and also, yeah, like I say, they're 15 and 13-year-old boys. Mm. They don't want to mm. hang out with me. Roman yeah. walks about 100 yards in front of me usually. Like I don't, I, I can just that. see the back of his head. And I'm I like, remember That's doing that. that. I've got yeah. one there, <laughs> and then I've got my 13 year old who's autistic, and he just he's clinging to me. No. So I've got like this crazy dynamic going on all the time. Yeah, but also you, there is demand on parents, and there is pressure on parents. You know, and there are certain things that can. We've discussed it before. There's some give, isn't there? That you, yeah. you with work, there's no. There's not real much give there. You've got to do it. So when you get home, what is your control come back? Well, your control comes back with your parenting, doesn't it? And you go, what can I do? I don't have to go out. We can find something else to do. This is where I can get my me time, my, mm. my time. I can give them something to do at home without having to mm. load up the buggy, put in like waters and food and go wandering up to the park. Like, it's understandable why people don't do it. But then you see, I, I, my biggest downfall, and we talk about this all the time, is is that I am constantly consumed by guilt. I'm always thinking I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough to sort of provide for him, or I'm not doing enough uh. to spend time with him, or I'm not doing enough to help my wife. And there's always that thing. You're mm-hmm. kind of. It's really easy. I think. I think maybe this happens. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is probably affects dads as much as it does with. Uh, well, it mums. sounds like it. I mean, it's interesting because I think I, I think it because with the mum almost because mothers tend to be the primary caregivers in those early stages they're always there they're always doing and a a, a mum probably just wants a break but I think it's really easy for a dad in that sort of really traditional in inverted commas setup to be consumed by that guilt because you're the one who's maybe leaving the house you're the one who's coming back you're the one who's watching your wife breastfeed and you end up feeding that kind of yeah although it's I'd have to say speaking as a dad of a 10 day old daughter now yeah yeah um it's different second time because I'm taking Jackson time. Yeah. Because um, because my wife is looking after Iris and doing breastfeeding through the night. If Jackson wakes up, I go. If Jackson's up early, I go. If there's to get Jackson out to give her a break, it's me going. So mm. there's not. Some, I don't get the guilt that I got 
quite in the first time round. I think there will be some mm. where I think I've not spent enough time with her, but I feel like I'm full of my life's full in terms of looking after him. So I'm already planning, right, this the weekend's coming up, what are we gonna do? What can we do? How can I get Jackson out right? So we're gonna f- take Jackson to football training in the morning, then we're going to the zoo, mm. you know, just to give my wife a break. That means you get to spend time with him. Yeah. Does any of this sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, no, and I hate to say it, but the guilt doesn't really go anywhere. I yeah. still feel guilty about my two. Mm. I just do. I just think, am I doing enough? I mean, even, obviously I've got an autistic son, so that comes with a whole different mm. level of stuff. But we were out on Sunday last week, and we were crossing the road, and I thought, it suddenly dawned on me, I don't think I've taught him how to cross the road. And he's 13. Okay. I've done everything <laughs> else. I've kept him alive yeah. for 13 yeah. years. I should have deserved a medal for it, but I've forgotten. <laughs> to teach him how to cross the road yeah. because, so what did you do so because I just thought, I just said you know what actually can will you lead this and he didn't have a clue okay and right. so immediately I'm thinking how have I forgot to do that yeah but I've done a million other things yeah, as well and yeah, I've got yeah, yeah, to yeah. just remind myself it's alright Melanie yeah, 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 yeah you know I've been trying to get him to talk and to communicate yeah. and to enjoy his life mm. and to accept his autism and mm. I've been doing a load mm. of other good stuff I just forgot mm. some of the practical stuff mm. as well you know mm. which I we're think, on it now and I we'll do it I think mum or dad I think that's so easy to do is to focus that you can you could have 99 you could have a list of 100 things 99 of which you have done so yes. well and you've worked so hard on and you have that one thing that you forget or that one thing that doesn't work or whatever it might be and you end up fixating on oh, that yeah. Yeah. and you forget about all the other stuff you yeah. do as a parent that, yeah. that is but I think, don't you think we do that generally about everything? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, do, it depends person I do it person about work. Me, definitely. I do it about oh, work. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that about work. It'll be just like, and it's always, comedians always say, you can have a room full of people laughing and the one person that doesn't, you fixate on, yeah, why didn't true. you find me yeah, funny? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. And it is that, that one thing you don't, can't do yeah, is the yeah. one thing you want. Yeah. So, Mel, you, you referenced there your son having autism. Yeah. How's, how does that, I mean, I, I don't, know anybody who's got autistic mm. children um, what what level of um, impact does that have on your parenting and how does it manifest well it's itself? funny sometimes I have the mood that it's not a problem he's great you know he's totally verbal he tells me what he needs he goes to a school that has a provision for autistic children and, and he sometimes goes into the mainstream school and sometimes he's in the provision and we've got the perfect setup for him and, and I think I'm alright with him he's 14 uh, in June okay. Uh, sorry, in July. And I I think I've got it all right. And then all of a sudden, I do have a wobble about it because I worry about him. Mm. And More so than his older brother? Uh, yeah, because Roman's really sensible. I don't know what's happening. He's just so sensible <laughs> and fabulous. And, you know, he's not into social media. He's, he's not really interested in his iPhone. He doesn't care about his haircut. He doesn't care about wearing the right shoes. He's just so unusual for a 15-year-old okay. boy. So he's kind of done and dusted and yeah. he's great. And I'm really proud of him. Thankfully, he's like that, though, because I've also got Tino, mm. who really needs me. Um... Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, so sometimes I'm handling it, think I'm doing really well, and other times I, I just am overwhelmed by it. Mm. Um, I, I can't go into crazy details about no, it, but, sure. but 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 um, every now and again it'll hit me that wow, you know, he might never be independent of me, mm. and that's fine. But I want him to have independence mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's how we grow. Is it very up? Uh, forgive me, I don't have an enormous understanding of autism, but is it very up and down in that he may go through a phase where things seem a lot easier, and then a phase where things are a lot more difficult? Well, what it is is he's socially he's 
he's very autistic socially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great with me. He doesn't... You can't have a really free-flowing conversation mm. with him. He'll tell you stuff when he's good and ready and it will mm. be always mm. on his terms. Mm. Mm. He's very well-liked. People mm. really, really like him. But he really doesn't mind whether they do or don't. This is mm. the thing. Y'all wrote a piece about Asperger's recently and it's, it's that kind of... Um, Empathy with other people's the social the social circumstances. Yeah, it, it, where you know you you obviously tell me better. Um, where you kind of like my, your joke, you don't really get the humour. Well, they in take the same ev- way. everything's very literal. Yeah, right. So you, the, yeah, it'll take it. Everything you say is actually what it is. So you have to remember that you can't just say stock lines or be sarcastic it's yeah. actually not going to work oh, you have to so be yeah, very, so sarcasm yeah. would be lost in it. it's lost on it yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of things and conversational that, you know because kids Jackson just started to talk and it's a, an absolute joy yeah of course when you know he fell over in the park oh. the other day and did his knee and he came back and mum said what's that and he said Jackson fell over chasing pigeons in park daddy oh. cleaned it oh. <laughs> and it's like well there you go that's yeah. told you exactly what's happened yeah but it, you know in terms of conversation yeah well Tino his... wasn't talking when he, he wasn't saying he was saying mama and strawberries for some reason when okay. he was about three and then we went into some therapy with him and then his, his, his um, language came thick and fast but for example it's autism awareness month this month mm. and somebody went into the school to talk to the kids about autism and he was in the audience and he'd said that you know these people had come to talk to him about autism and I said oh that must have been really interesting he went no not really <laughs> <laughs> and I said did you not think it was great that somebody was talking about your condition did it not make you feel connected and a bit yeah. like yeah that's me and he was like no not really <laughs> and that was as much as I got from him and he makes me laugh a lot because he just and, and I know he means it he was probably just like yeah so what yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so what because yeah. I've always told him that he has autism so even when he didn't understand the word or probably me either at the time it's been like it's like you know when kids are adopted and they don't get told until the 15 yeah, that they're yeah. actually adopted it's a big shock then oh yeah. my god is that what all that was about whereas yeah. with him he's always known yeah. so he doesn't he understands why he's different and he's all you know it's, so I think that's quite a key thing yeah. to do. Do you, do you mind me asking how involved Tino's dad is? He is involved he's completely involved. yes he's, he has them every other weekend and we share their parenting completely. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm curious in terms of how that how that works in terms of for, for Tina because when you have a child who has a condition who, which requires all that special attention and care and obviously his dad sees him every so often so do you have to kind of come up with a system almost in terms of the decisions you're making and that kind of thing well we you always have to tell an autistic child well in advance of something happening okay. right. but then there's a balance to that because I told Tino we were going to go and do something on Sunday I told him on Friday and he fixated on it for two and a half okay. days and mm. I thought maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it because <laughs> yeah. it's actually going to drive me crazy as well as <laughs> so there's things like that but basically yes um, with Daniel you, you know he needs to know well in advance that he's going to stay with his father and when I'm going away I'm, I tell him well in advance when I'm going away yeah. and it's just about constantly keeping him in the loop mm. and he's got a diary and he ticks off days and I know when I have to go mm. away um for whatever reason and Daniel's an actor so sometimes he goes away for months Tino counts days that I get back okay. um, so he, he's, he can visualise how but, long that is because he doesn't know what mm. 24 hours means mm. yeah that, that team element of, of parenting I guess is, is important mm. so important no matter what the home life looks like if you can maintain that unitedness in relation to 
your yeah. kids. You know, we've 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 spoken we had Bevon, didn't we, Turner, yeah, yeah. talking about, you know, how, how important it is that they're on the same page. And I guess that's the same with your kids, whether you are together as a couple or not, just because the kids need some whether they've got autism or you know, or not. Or not. They need yeah. like, you know, a universal front. They need to know they're gonna get the same there's no point going to um your, your ex's house and him opening the freezer and there being ice cream on tap <laughs> if at your house there isn't, there no, isn't exactly you know. no when we've managed to do that I mean we just do it because yeah. our love for our children is Over. greater than anything that we've yeah. you yeah. know feel about each other but actually as we as we grow older you know I, I love him he's like a massive part of my mm. life you know and we and I know he cares for me and it's just mm. like easy and parenting with him I'm, I'm, I looked out mm. I really mm. looked out because yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great because I always because to me that always sounds like that's the probably the most difficult part of having an ex when you've got kids together is figuring out that kind of how do we do this together when we're yeah. not together yeah and it, I, it just struck me looking at your story that actually when you have a child who has autism as well which is obviously an added layer of complexity and yes. difficulties and stress yeah. Yeah. and to sort of manage that has that that must have been really difficult in the beginning um oh gosh was it i don't know i don't know i mean you know i'm not i'm not in that relationship for yeah. a reason so actually yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of anxiety was alleviated by yes. the separation yes. mean, yeah. yes. so yes, actually yes, yes. no it just was a different state of of being yeah um, which I adapted to quite well. I mean, I'm really independent anyway, mm. and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm self-sufficient yeah. and all of those things. It was just a, a, a different way of yeah. doing it. And we worked it out, and we're like, you know, God, it's 11 years or something down the line. It's, mm. you know, yeah, it's, it's history. And, and um, yeah, every every sort of couple of weeks we do diaries, work out what's going on. Um, same as a same as a couple that's yeah, together yeah. I got a text yesterday <laughs> saying I've written a load of dates on the diary <laughs> things that are coming up at some point you need to look at the diary and add them to your personal diary yes and I'm like yeah that's quite important because yeah. otherwise there will be some issues oh I get told off regularly because uh, in fact I got told off just this weekend because I was to have Ben for the whole of Saturday afternoon and I had been, I had been thinking about doing something and oh yeah and you've got Ben what do you mean I've got Ben She's, I've told you this and then you know, like when she told me that she was, she was. My, this is my wife. She, I shouldn't say that. Shit. My wife told me. Um, and when Hi, she Lindsay. reminded me, I know who you are. When when Lindsay reminded me that she was going for a lunch with some people, I was like, and I did immediately think, yeah, you did tell me about that about two weeks ago. <laughs> but then I couldn't admit it, you know, because then you're admitting you're wrong. Yeah, so you do that to mm. me. I do that to you. You do that to me when I say we've got a podcast this morning. (laughs) And you're like, who is it with again? Oh, (laughs) now he's here. Not this morning. No, 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 of course. No, no, no. No, but do you know, to be honest though, Daniel actually messaged me yesterday and he said, said, because he's been away for a few weeks, he went, is it all right if I had the kids on Sunday night and Monday night? He said, because I've not seen them for ages. And I went, you do realise I'm going to India on Tuesday, don't you, for two weeks? (laughs) He's known about it for seven months. (laughs) I was like, so you're actually going to have them for two solid weeks? He was like, oh, yeah, 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 I knew that. I just wanted to have a Sunday night and I thought you did not know that <laughs> he's going yeah. <laughs> every like father that. every father listening to this yeah. knows that he's absolutely made that up but because that, that, that we have all done it we have all done <laughs> no, 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 I, I, no, I'm listening to this podcast yes. <laughs> please send us a message at first time dads at and let us know did you know <laughs> we'd love I to mean, hear your side I'm of things funny. it's not lunch with the girls it's I'm going to India <laughs> yeah. for two weeks it's a yeah. significant and he, trip. he was like yeah he went yeah no 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 that boy yeah right You've just completely forgotten. So one thing I wanted to ask you as well, because uh, yeah. I know we're, we're running out of time here a little bit, is um, obviously this is a podcast about dads for dads. 
in in your experience and from what you've seen, not just in your own life, but from Friends, you know, people around you, yeah. what do you think makes a good dad? I think somebody that's present because mm. we're always somewhere else in our minds and we're missing cues from children, from the wife, from mm. whatever's going on around or the other toddler or whatever. I think it's trying to be present. But I have to say that's the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like because, you know, like you said, women are generally the main primary caretaker, although it wasn't the case for men. Certainly in early In early you going off to work and having your head in work and or probably bringing that home and still not quite being present, I, I do think the key is you have to park all that outside when mm. you walk in that door. And I know it's easier said than done, but I really think that the key is everything. When I talk about my girlfriends, they'll... Um, with their husbands back in the day when we used to all moan about our husbands when we were when we were having our babies that was the predominant thing that they're sort of there but not really there yeah and i think it's about tapping into what people need and reading cues from people Mm. and i think that makes a very good husband that's a really good point and i think the thing as you're saying that the thing that popped into my mind is the amount of times I'm home, I've got out of work on time to deliberately be there, and then when I'm at home, I've got my laptop open on my lap, or I'm on my phone looking at emails, or... Do you know what I mean? And it's exactly the same point, that you're there, that I'm there, I've made the effort to be there, because I need to leave work, because I need to get home, I need to see my boy. But then when I'm there, what am I doing? I might as well be at work. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know there's obviously a pressure, and because we're always now connected and... But I've I've done things like, I, you know, I don't put my phone in my bedroom anymore and I have a cut off point every evening of mm. that's that because mm. we're entitled to have our family life mm, yeah. we're entitled to have our balance mm, the mm. balance is what makes us sane mm. it makes us sane at work and it makes us sane at mm. home and if we mix that up we're messed up yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean there are other countries that get that balance right and it's usually the Scandinavian countries that seem to have got that sort yeah. yeah they've got very I mean very difficult different economic system over there though isn't it it's very high tax level which allows yeah, you know, yeah. people to get support. But then we, we went, but you um, have to force it yourself. It's indeed. almost like solidarity and we need to make the change ourselves because yeah, above isn't going to change it for no. us. We need to say no. this is what we need. We, we went to Parliament a couple of weeks ago and we met with Joe Swinson who, is the, who was the minister who introduced shared parental leave. Right. Um, largely because Steve actually took shared parental leave when his son. She was didn't born. bring it in because I took it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I was like, well done, you. I said that a little bit back to front. Yeah, yeah. Steve did not create uh, government policy, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> But, but it's was, rare. But it is rare. It's very rare um, that dad will take time yeah. unpaid away from work yeah. to look after his kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did it. I'm really pleased I did it. I'm really proud I did it. And I'll do it again, given the opportunity. Um, but you're right. I think it presents. I, I come back to it in the podcast time and time again. I think it's 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 time. And it, it's it's what is important. And I think yeah. in early years, you talk about how your, your teenage boys don't want to hang out with you quite as much. I think there's plenty of time for your kids not to want to hang out with you when they're very little that time mm. where you can get to hang out with them you just take a little bit of sex. it's such a drop in the ocean you can you'll tell us both I'm sure it flies by it and when you look by. back those moments with your with your boys when they were little you know when you're changing nappies when you're leaning over a bath playing toys bath toys with them yeah. that kind of stuff they're kind of in a blink of an it eye it really is I mean I was in a cafe yesterday with some friends and there was a newborn baby in there and I, I actually I was with my sisters not my friends and we looked over and it's just wow that time was so so special it's got it's gone in a heartbeat yeah, yeah, yeah. but I did remember at the time it was happening thinking really be here really be here I remember mm. really consciously thinking mm. be here be here it's like your wedding day 
It's that kind of <laughs> yeah, you know, really yeah. bang, gone. Yes. And like, yeah. oh, what happened? You, I don't you, remember. It's part you know. of the reason I stopped drinking. It's exactly it? part of the reason I stopped drinking. My wedding day is a blur because I think, like most people, I yeah. got hammered. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up making a fool of myself at the end of that. So that's an entirely different podcast. Yeah. Can I come but, back to that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we but, can find room for story. But yeah, I, I've, I've never had a drink since my. I, I stopped drinking before. Just before my wife got pregnant, which actually may or may not be a coincidence. Um, yes, right. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never had a drink, so I've never had that kind of blurry haze of days merging into one another. You know what I mean? That you get when you're just drinking too much. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that, so, so you are present. Helps, you are definitely the present. Presence, yes. Yeah. I, don't yeah. I mean, I don't, mm. I don't necessarily think that the reason that your child kids' childhood flies by is because you're, you know... No, 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 but I'm talking haze. about... No, 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 I'm not, I'm not no, blaming that on alcohol, I definitely, but, the, but there is something in the presence in terms yeah. of that, that concept of being 100% present. Because if you're drunk, you're not. No. You're and not. so I'm not, you know, obviously. And when you're hungover, you're not. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there, there, there are elements. I mean, that's only part of the week. You know, that hopefully that would only be a small yeah. part of the week where you're drunk or hungover. But for some people, it's yeah. Well, no, but, I, but I, it's definitely something to talk about because parents that drink is is huge. Yeah, we we had uh, Claire Pooley on who was uh, uh, sober mummy diaries okay. website. She written a book about it. She, you know, was drinking red wine one time out of a cup, saying the world's best mum at like nine, ten a.m. in the morning. Um, and it was a bit of a yeah. wake-up call. Maybe, yeah, maybe Rich, that. you should, um, following on from your drinking, cutting out drinking, mm. you should try and cut out u- using your mobile phone and laptop for two hours every night and see oh, if we can want, come back in maybe a just an hour. And, just an hour. Oh, wow. I, I might well and we can see, we can have a conversation. Do you know, I agree with everything. Because you feel so much better as well. I can believe that. And I agree with everything we've just said about presence and, and you know being there. I suppose the only thing to say to that from a devil's advocate point of view yeah. is that as a man, and I know this is not necessarily right, and this isn't how it should be. But as a man, you do feel a certain pr- pressure as a provider, and that's and it, I, I must point out that's not come from my wife in any way, shape, or form. She is not yes. somebody who's in the least bit bothered about that. But I personally feel that okay, I need to provide for my family. Yeah, but I, I, I feel the same, and I've always been, mm. I've always been the breadwinner in in all mm. of my relationships. So I feel that pressure, mm. and I've been having them, yeah. and breastfeeding them, yeah. and working. <laughs> Right, and, you win. and I do. No, and I'm not. It's not a competition. I'm just saying I, I know, empathize. I, know, I, know, I, know. I empathize because I know. actually, yeah, I am a bit blokish in that way. In that, you know, I mean, historically, you know, Cosmo when they do the A, B, and C thing, I'm always end up. I'm more a bloke than a woman, and that's just standard <laughs> for me. And it's not really that I've asked for it. It's just yeah. happened. But I, I totally get the pressures of that. I have that every night when I go to bed. I'm. I'm the breadwinner. Yeah. I have to work. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's stressful whilst you're trying to have a loving, fabulous upbringing uh, yeah, for yeah, your yeah, children. Yeah, I, can, I, I can see that. I can see that. I just think that there's there is there is time. You can people can find time. I'm just yeah, I d I don't think no, it's quite no. as clear cut as I'm the breadwinner, I can't spend as much time with No, no, I agree, I agree, I'm just, uh, but there's, it's, it's competing work forces, is work. isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. I think, uh, you're absolutely right, there is, there is no reason that you should just be entirely at work the whole time, mm. but it's, it's like, you, you do feel sometimes you're getting pulled in different directions. Mm. Of course, of course, but, that's, but I think mm. that's being a, as we've discussed, that's being a parent. That's it? being yeah, a parent, yeah, and also it, as well, it, I'm it. a lot. I'm older than you guys as mm. well, so I'm at a stage in my life where I, it's not so crazy work-wise, and my kids are older. But and that's yeah, my I, point. Yes, you know. So it, I've, it, yeah. I was there, and it, yeah. it is. But it you calms do, down. It calms down. That's but, good to know. But it does <laughs> calm down. But you just got to be aware now. Just you know, yeah. Be be more present. Yeah. Yeah. The thing we we keep saying this on podcasts. I keep coming back to this cliche, but we always we end so many podcasts like this where we end up saying. Nobody ever says on their deathbed, I wish I'd spent more time at work. 
Or less time with my kids. Or less yeah. time with my kids. No, no one ever says that. Nobody ever, ever says that. You no. know, and um, that's kind of the, the that's the bottom line, isn't it? Really. So, what's our conclusions from today? More vitamin D. Yes. In your kids. In your, yeah. In and the your only cereal. Way, the only way you can get more vitamin D is if you spend more time with your kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, outside. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've got those that outside in the sun. Yeah. So you're getting double vitamin D. Nice hit. Yeah, yes. That's and, good. And, and don't beat yourself up about being a. a, a a parent that's not good enough because you're doing everyone's doing yeah. you can only do job. your best that's we tell our kids that all the yeah. time but we don't tell ourselves yeah. that and it's absolutely mm. your best is good enough it is good enough you know yeah. and um, and you need a bit of me time everybody needs a bit of me time somehow whatever it might be oh, even, if it's, even if it's 10 minutes you need yeah. to have you need to build that in you need to look after yourself and, and, if, you're, and if you're you're uh, mother of your children's going to India for two weeks <laughs> write it in your diary <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a good note to finish on. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, you'll have to play that back to him later. Um, <laughs> right. He'll hate me now. Lovely. Um, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks massively to Mel for coming in. It's been a real pleasure having you. Oh, Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Very Thank insightful. you so much. Uh, learned a lot, actually. Lovely. Um, right. If anyone's got any comments, um, suggestions, anything, please do, as ever, email us at firsttimedads at trinitymirror.com. Uh, make sure you leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. That is a big help and um, would be much appreciated. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Yep, see you next week. Thanks, bye. Bye.